What is going on guys? JB here with Code Fellowship and welcome to another episode of this amazing podcast that you find yourself watching on YouTube or Spotify and listening to on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Trying new things with this intro here. Just forgive me. Uh, <laughs> and I have, I'm going to say another special guest. <laughs> I say it all the time. Uh, I have, a, I have a special guest and the special guest that we have here uh, we'll introduce herself, but she is, correct me if I'm wrong, Angela, CEO, founder, creator, entrepreneur, <laughs> you name it, of Andy Search, which is a really awesome search engine platform that uses ger generative AI. If you guys have not checked it out or even heard about it, go to Andy Search, that's Andy with an I search.com it has changed my life as a developer actually and it's been very helpful um and we're going to talk about that stuff and uh in this episode and plenty more but i'm going to give her the show floor so she can introduce herself so so talk about yourself your name where you're from and um how'd you got into programming ah what an intro thank you so much joshua um yeah as as josh said I'm Angela, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Andy, and our real motivation on trying to take on search is about how do we save people time, reduce distraction, and um, just really create a better search experience, right? Because we feel that search fundamentally hasn't changed in the past 20 years, um, and we think that in the future, search will be as seamless as talking to a smart friend. So that's what we're about at Andy. A um, little bit of my background, I was born in Phoenix, but raised in Colorado, um, and I have a bit of an unconventional founder background, so when I was 18, I graduated from high school, didn't know what I wanted to do for college, um, heard about an opportunity to live and work in Australia, so mm -hmm. I decided to take that. Yeah, it was really cool, actually, and at the time, I thought I wanted to be a civil engineer. So I started working in construction as a general laborer and then kind of worked my way up, got a couple different promotions, um, and then ended up becoming a project administrator at a data center being built in Sydney um, and started working really closely alongside Microsoft Azure. And so that was my introduction into tech. And then um, I'm actually not the developer at Andy. Our team is kind of like hacker and hustler. So my co-founder Jed does most of the developing. I feel like I have Jed. a pretty good Jed. I yeah. know that name because he didn't want to get on the podcast. <laughs> Jed. He's buried away in code. <laughs> yeah, he's buried away in code. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the team. It's just us two working on it right now with some help from friends, yeah. and it's been a super fun journey. That's cool. So, and uh, fun fact, I guess you can confirm this. So, you guys went through a um, a YC, right? A cohort. Yep, we went through uh, YC Winter Twenty Two. So nice. So let's talk about that. Um, we'll guide we'll guide the conversation there. So let's start with where Andy, like. How did you conceive Andy? Was it with Jed? Was it something you started from like your experience uh, getting into tech and you just saw there was this issue that you've been trying to solve and then the technology came about the year that you decided to start this and then you 
did you meet Jed prior or did you use the YC uh, system? Because I, I did kind of use that a little bit at the beginning. I, I tested it out. And I know that most people can find co-founders through it, right? Through the program. So how how is that? Let's break that apart, right? Into pieces. Andy, okay, was well, it like an idea you had during YC or something you had prior? Love the question. Um, yeah, I. it was something that was in the back of my mind. You know, really, I had a frustration with Google. Google search showing me mm. bad results. Like, Don't we all? Just seemed like, yeah, like the search results were crap. Um, and so I had had that thought in the back of my mind. And then I actually met, met my co-founder Jed at the Denver airport. No so way. I, yes. <laughs> so I had had this growing frustration with Google. You know, I had just done this year in Australia, mm-hmm. me and Jed meet, he's Australian. We get to oh, chatting. Really? Yeah. So he's Australian. We get to chatting and it turns out, um, you know, Jed has deep domain expertise. He's got a background in AI and ML, um, oh. and he spent years in the past building vertical search engines. And so we just got to talking about this idea of like, hey, Google kind of sucks. What would a new search engine look like? Uh, and how would it be different? And we just started talking about this. And fast forward eight months, Jed had built out the back end. We had like an MVP, MVP and he said to me, hey, I really want you to join full-time as co-founder. And I was in school at the time. So I ended up actually dropping out of college to um, join Andy. Wow. So it all started with him, with Jed. So Jed, you didn't want to come on the podcast, man? Because, <laughs> because you wanted Angela? No, okay. Never mind. <laughs> to, to no, be the I will say... I will say it's really us. It's not like cool. I'm the face or anything. It's just like this was our, um, you know, yeah, our our mind idea. And, it's uh, like it's like two people randomly from across the world had the same idea, or or the same frustration. I mean, we all have similar frustrations, right? But one was able to like take your idea because it already somewhat existed, <laughs> um, and then. And then just you were able to like join a team and join forces together. That's like a godsend. It's like this that's a very rare opportunity. And who would have thought that you'd just meet at a random airport? Now how did that happen? Were you like buying McDonald's at the airport and you bumped into each other coding or he was just randomly charging and he's like, Hey, my charger doesn't work, can I borrow yours? Yeah, I just got to chat chatting with one another at a bar actually. So <laughs> again, super serendipitous like yeah that's awesome awesome yeah well congratulations to you guys um i mean the product is looking super awesome and what's interesting i think i actually mentioned this in the discord i'm not sure but originally when i heard about andy search you guys had like a little magnifying glass the ui wasn't really good looking right it was like you can tell it's an mvp product um I'm a UI UX developer, and the thing about me is before being a UI UX developer, I've always uh, been attracted to platforms that have an intuitive UI, just really clean, minimalistic, and that's what attracts me to using the product. The product could suck, but if the UI is good, then that might hold me on and try to 
you know, learn more about the product. So I'm going to be transparent here. When I first started using Andy search, I was like, man, should I really, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. And then you guys came out with the whole design update and I was like, okay, this is looking really good. And it's showing results like so well, like literally what I, I want it to show me, what I, what I'm seeking, like answers to like a specific, uh, coding problem or platform issue uh, that I'm having. And then I was like, Hmm, let me give this 30 days. Let me give it 30 days. It's November and we're almost like close to Thanksgiving at the time of this recording and I'm still using it and I talk about it whenever I can. So, uh, it, it lives up to my expectations and I, and I am so sad that I, uh, did not give you guys a chance at the beginning, but you guys are doing a great job though. I love it. JB, you have no idea how happy that makes me because when me and Jed were building the product, I told him UI UX is super important. Like, you know, that is one of the key things for building a consumer product. Um, and so the UX update was really my baby. Like that was my project mm. and, um, rolling that out, I do think has had an impact on like, you know, people's ability to just catch onto it. Cause it is a very different search experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. And when, when you guys had like the MVP, was that, um, something you guys had ready uh, going into YC or that's something you guys continue to polish on during YC? Yeah, it's a great question. So when we applied to YC, we were actually called lazy web and mm. the UI still had a chat panel, but it looked quite a bit different from what you see today or even what you saw the first time that you used right. um, Andy. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, it really has been just one big, you know, iteration after, after the next, just trying to keep improving the product. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what you're saying to me is that the first iteration was very bare bones. The first version of Andy literally only returned one result. Wow. And now it returns <laughs> plenty. <laughs> yeah. I I like how um how conversational Andy feels, right? So it was that some was that something that was at the beginning or is that something you guys developed uh throughout the time that you were putting it together? Uh was the was this, I'm going to keep asking, was this before YC or during YC, right? Because I know a lot of people put a lot of heart and soul during one of those cohorts, right? Uh, to be able to go through that and then, you know, get funded and stuff like that, uh, or seated would be the word, right? Um, in that mm -hmm. industry. But I, I just want to know, like, what the, like, continue to give attention to the origins, right? Because I know a lot of people don't, they don't think of the greatest things before they think about it, like during something like that. Um. Yeah, we had always had um, the conversational interface. That was something that was like key to the product right from the beginning that me and Jed really felt passionate about that. That is what the future is going to look like. Okay. Um, but one thing that came from the YC batch that um, really, we think just took the product to a whole nother level was the idea of generating results, right? Mm -hmm. um, because 
what we had before was it was question answer and the answers were snippets. But what we do now on Andy that makes it so different from other search engines is that we use natural language processing to understand the query's intent. And then we go out and take the top 10 to 20 results for a given question and use a large language model to actually generate an answer. So when you see a deep answer on Andy, that information could be being pulled from like three to five different resources. Mm -hmm. um, and we think that's the future, you know, and that is, uh, that was kind of what came out of the YC batch, that super intensive, you know, period of just grinding on the product. Um, and so like, to your point, like you said, like, you know, some of the best ideas happen in that grind mode in that um, accelerator program. And, right. and that was what it was for us. Cool. So you, you've already had a platform you built. You already had the, the, the bare bones skeleton, like the wireframing of the tool. But really the selling feature that's going to make us use it was that. That's awesome. 100%. That's awesome. And I guess that that makes sense as to why it happened during that time, because you're you are exposed to so many types of resources like, that can help you accelerate the product development for that feature. I'm assuming so, right? Yeah, and that's one of the things that we were so thankful to, to do the YC batch is because you are exposed to so many brilliant minds. You know, you can bounce ideas off of so many different people. And um, me and Jed were both interested in the idea of large language models and how large language models are going to play a role in search. Mm -hmm. But then we had this key insight that large language models on their own are not enough because large language models are very good at spewing plausible sounding BS, essentially. You know, they're good at predicting <laughs> the next, yeah, like they're good at predicting the next word in the sentence, but they have no idea of right or wrong. Um, right, there's and no so, contextual result from it. Right? Yeah, and so that was like our whole insight was, okay, it's not just about large language models, it's about combining large language models with factual information and generating the answer that can give you, you know, this much better search experience. Yeah. So because of this, so does that mean that every time that we're searching, right, misspelling something or maybe rewording or paraphrasing our question to get a different result, like one would do with any good uh, search engine experience does Andy basically like because Andy doesn't autocomplete which is nice right it doesn't suggest like what is it you should be searching for right like like Google would right to get users to uh, to ads or you know other other sites like in particular that work around those metrics, but Andy really prides itself the way it works, right? Um, from my experience, really giving you what you need. But I noticed that when I do paraphrase, it it learns what I'm trying to look for. Then it gives me a different result, probably like the third time if I were to paraphrase it. And I noticed a week later, I put the same thing, but I get similar results, but adds on new results because it's learning what I'm looking for. Uh, if I'm, maybe it's just my mind creating illusion of this, but this is my experience. So correct me if I'm right or wrong. 
No, I mean, Joshua, it makes me so happy to hear you say this because Andy actually does learn from itself. Like exactly how you described it is how it works. Like if you enter in the same phrase multiple times, Andy will say, okay, I know that I didn't give Joshua the result that he was looking for the first time. So I'm going to throw up some different results and see if that, um, if that can help. So mm. that is really impressive that you picked up on that. <laughs> Yeah, I am glad that that I can give that uh, feedback um, and that case study. So here you go. We can use podcast case study. <laughs> um, one thing I did like, because I, I did mention that to you guys, I think on, was it LinkedIn or Discord? One of the two. But I noticed that when I was writing a sermon, I was trying to look for specific details on on Apostle Paul and one thing you mentioned just a few like a minute or so ago is that it gives you like a compiled information like from that that preview whoa it started focusing on my hand from that from that preview of of your search query and then when I click on see more I don't actually see all that information it's just a compiled of all the information that it's a that I'm about to see and it gives you a nice little synopsis, which I thought it was dope because I was, I was like, well, I have to make sure that this is accurate, right? Cause we don't want to misrepresent like scripture either. So then when I look at it, I'm like, Oh, all it is, is just like giving me like something I would write on a, as a paragraph, like on a uh, school paper or something. Right. Um, and I was like, that is dope. Like it gave me real accurate information, but it just gave me a synopsis of all my, all my ser possible search results as I started clicking on them, I was able to verify. So that was super nice. Um, was that like a, was that part of an iteration of that feature that you guys are building? 100%. Yeah, definitely part of the iteration. And, and what you're talking about is get again, like pulling from multiple r results right. and, you know, you're on the Discord. Sometimes we have conversations about like, hey, I saw this, but then the link that it linked to, it didn't have that answer in the <laughs> link. And it's like, and so, yeah, that was definitely one part of our iteration. Another thing that we can do to improve that is actually saying like, okay, this answer was generated from X, Y, and Z source. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because it's not just from one source, right? right. Uh, yeah. It, it really does a great job to like, crawl through the results and, and give you like a snippet it's a really good snippet and um i do like how it gives you just like that that leeway to make a decision whether you want to see more results or you just are happy with what you got and then sometimes i'll give you a link of like what the most popular uh piece of uh content would be in regards to a certain topic you're searching and most of the time that's good enough for me or has been or oh, it's a good start mm. and and then i do like that it opens up in a new tab sometimes it's kind of annoying on a mobile device right because you because you you kind of wish that it would just um i guess it, i wish it would just be like oh okay if i if i clicked on it then I'm trying to think of a good flow, but again, I guess it might be how the browser reacts to it, right? Like how, how intuitive the browser could be. 
So it might not be an Andy problem, right? Um, but if I let do, me ask you this, are yeah. you using the progressive web app on your phone? No, see, that's my problem. I'm the problem, okay. huh? <laughs> so not. there is a progress. I, I know there's a, it, it was a, is a PWA, right? But I didn't know that I can put it on my phone. I was just using on the browser just because I'm mostly using it on desktop. So, so that's why, yeah. but yeah, I will download it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not your fault. It's our fault. Cause we haven't been promoting the progressive web app at all. Like, but I will say native apps are coming. All right. We're going to have native app, okay. apps soon, okay. which we're excited about. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I know that Jed was talking about PWA because somebody had some issues where I even had an issue, right? Where it like went super white and it just didn't, when I would refresh it in, nothing happened. And then uh, he replied back saying that it was just because multiple updates got sent out. So it caught, caused like a, a brain fart somewhere. And to put it creatively, guys. <laughs> And then uh, there was like a nice little discourse between him and one of the Discord members, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." And I'm, and then I put the, the GIF guy of the guy that goes like this. <laughs> it's like smart idea, um. But no, I've never because I use the Brave browser on my phone, on my iPhone, mm -hmm. and um, I've never actually added it to my home screen, and I guess I should. <laughs> I guess I should. I'll I'll definitely do that, and then we'll, I'll I'll retract my my response now. <laughs> but I mainly use it on desktop, so my a lot of my Andy search experience is from desktop. Um, and then if I do need to use my mobile device, then obviously I go into the Brave browser. I have it set as default on everything. Um. I think even my iPad Pro. I have to double check that. Don't kill me. <laughs> um, and it, it it actually it's really interesting how the different devices, right? Because you you don't you're not hold to an account. Like you don't have to sign up to Andy Search, right? But I I've noticed and that my results are can be very similar or do the same thing I was just talking about. Like it learns so. In, is it learning based off of like just my network environment or you don't have to tell me all the secret service stuff, but you know, I want to know if I'm right there. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say is that Andy is completely anonymous, so we don't log any of your searches. Okay. Um, and really the thing that it's learning from is Andy recognizes uh, the search intent, like query intent, right? Mm. So if it sees that, okay, this anonymous user has done the same query intent three times um, with the same type of words and stuff, and they're not getting the response because they're searching again and again, mm -hmm. that's how Andy kind of retrains and can figure out, okay, um, you know, I wasn't surfing up the right content. Just a per so also it's like a perception thing. Like it's, it's a perception. Like I, I'm searching for the same thing because it's my brain putting in the same words. So because everything is so anonymous, right? There's this, this, uh, integrity and ethic behind data privacy, um, that it's really the, 
all the ML AI component of the platform that just learns the language of it. Because like I'm an anonymous user on my desktop right now. So if I do it on my phone, it's like, oh, it's just another anonymous user, but they're using the same type of phrases. And I already have that type of data. So I'm gonna just serve it again, right? To this anonymous user, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. And you know, we, and it's interesting to hear your point about user accounts too. Cause like from a user perspective, I would love to hear if that's something that would be useful for you. Like, would you like your accounts to be linked? Um, you know, if I were to say yes, then it would just feel like every other product out there. Right. Um, I haven't really seen a specific use case scenario and where I would, um, want to use a user account, right? Cause Andy is not giving me an email service. It's not tied to my YouTube account or anything. So like, I realized and you guys built a product with the intent of it being an actual, just a search engine, right? just a yeah. search engine. And you don't need an account to access the web, right? You can Google things on Google without a Gmail account or a Google account, unless you're like trying to synchronize your tabs on browsers and all that stuff, right? Just other things like that. Um, so to strengthen that point, I'm going to say, no, I don't think I would want a user account, right? Because I can, I have, I can favorite it and you put like copy and paste the links into a notion board or something like that. Right. If I want to stick those results and I've really enjoyed the experience with Andy search and where it just didn't cause me to bookmark or save things. Cause it's kind of like, you know, when you're taking courses, right? You buy a course, you barely finish it. I tend to bookmark things and I barely even look back at it most of the time. <laughs> so, so I don't think Andy should even have a feature like that. Maybe other people be like, JB, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. We need that kind of stuff. Um, but I think Andy has caused me to be a much more intentional researcher on the web instead of like, oh, I have all this stuff synchronized. It's, but am I going to look at it, right? Is it going to create intent for me? Is the product going to cause me to learn how to paraphrase my searches? Because that's one thing I, I do like about Andy. It never like says, oh, look at it. Look at this uh, search result again, right? Unless I'm on a browser, Brave browser would do that, right? Oh, here's my search history, stuff like that. Um, mm. So like the UI of other external components that are not of Andy, right. will accommodate for those things if I really need it, but I really don't. Right. Um, but that's, that's a long spiel for one answer though. <laughs> I just, oh, I'm just very really passionate about the product though as a user. So I'm glad we having this conversation. You heard it here live folks. Not live, but like um, in this recording, you know, we're, we're making this product better right now in this call right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And your your feedback is freaking invaluable too. like JB really contributes and he's already had lots of uh, positive impact on Andy. So I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to search something here. Um, hmm. 
Well, I heard the Green Power Ranger passed away. So I'm going to put Green Power Ranger passed away. Now, you guys are not seeing us on the screen. That's okay. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. So I said I found this media on MSN.com, right? Jason David Frank. Uh, beloved played Tommy Oliver in the Power Rangers. Yeah. So, yeah, he passed away. So sad. But I was trying to see... Hmm. There was something, right? There was something in particular um, where... It might, it, it, I should have thought about it, but it might come to me. I'm going to put it on a Discord. It was something in where when I would search something, I don't know if it was from a mobile experience because it clears out, right? And sometimes I just want to go back to like, because you know how you have the little conversational box on the, on the left side from a desktop view. Um, and sometimes I just don't want to type. All, like if I'm typing a whole question, maybe I don't want to type the whole question again because I want to see the same search results. Um, right. But I would love to see at least a history of some of my searches that can eventually just wipe after, let's say, I close out the tab or that session and it resets itself, right? But it, it's stored locally on the device, right? So... I don't know. What what do you think about that? Because sometimes well, there's some questions yeah. that are really long. <laughs> yeah, so one of the one of the features actually that we have that is hidden right now is if you key up when you're searching on Andy, you press the up key oh. on your little four. That'll repopulate the box. But again, this is UI UX stuff. We could okay. get into the weeds with this. So like here's here's a thought. Here's a thought. Mm -hmm. Um, may well no because it's so clean. But I I was gonna say maybe there could be like a little um, just like a little little piece of text that just pops up, right or something um that tells us to do that. Or maybe we don't need it. Maybe we just need a video when you guys release this feature or like a sneak peek, right? Hey, we're currently working on this, and you guys can do this, right? Um. I don't know. Maybe that could also be integrated in the setting. Oh, the command, the commands guide. Mm. Commands guide probably has it, right? Mm, nope, but I do see other interesting things. Let me see. Bang commands, bug reports, force web search. Yeah, it's such a really good call. <laughs> Real time research and development here. <laughs> <laughs> um no it's not it's not there but i guess that would be the place to be right so mm. note to self add that into the commands guide area yes yeah yeah i like literally this is awesome it's like, oh i didn't even know you could look at your search results like that that's cool in markdown mode yeah, it's uh, another another thing that's hidden. If you see the little hamburger menu, yeah. you'll see four images, and you can click and actually change it to grid view, list view. Yeah, the list view down. reminds me of old school web at <laughs> 1.0. Yeah, it was when Google when Google was still a good search product. Basically, it just feels <laughs> like Craigslist now. That's for. what it looks like. It looks like Craigslist. <laughs> I, I think interesting things about search these days is like 
and one of the things that we're really passionate is like how do you reduce cognitive overwhelm because the mm. web is so freaking overwhelming yeah. and like we've had um people with adhd tell us that like i love andy because it helps me stay focused like i can yes. actually focus on one thing at a time yeah yeah i i agree so like i don't have ads right mm -hmm. I don't, i'm about to go to google.com right now and just do the same search which is oh let me see if i could up oh yeah i can up and uh control a and control c and control v look at that andy even helps me look at google searches <laughs> really quickly okay cool so yeah and then you have all these like the drop downs right like mm -hmm. people also ask okay google do i really care sometimes like sometimes i just want the ant like the results right i uh, don't want to deter oh has the green ranger died which power ranger has died man this is a really sad episode now um <laughs> um <laughs> stuff like that like like it, I, I get what Google is trying to do here, right? And then you have like videos and stuff like that. So I, I appreciate some of this stuff from a Google user perspective. But that user is right. You know, like Andy really takes a lot of the fluff and gives me what I need, right? It doesn't give me the fluff from the pillow. It gives me the pillow as a whole mm. product. And the search result is the product while google says you are the product and that's what i like about andy search we are not the product the result is the product i need to quote you on that i'm gonna be using that quote constantly i love it when it uploads you can you can clip it on youtube <laughs> as well yeah but if you wanna if you wanna write it down you can but yeah it's um it's it's what really makes it more intentional right because i'm not those type of users that just like oh, google got my info i was in the military mm. the government already has my info so i don't got nothing to worry about and uh you know i've been using the internet longer than before the military so probably china has all my info still <laughs> so so it's like at some point i don't become very uh what is it I don't have anxiety for that stuff, right? Because that's I come to this. I've come to reality. A lot of this, a lot of things we do in the web, it's gonna be exposed in other places that we don't tend to look into, right? Mm. But if there are products that exist that can mitigate and give you a much ethical experience on something like search, then I welcome mm. it, and then that creates a healthier intention in the way that I use technology. And how it enforces the way, hey, you be, you need to actually be more careful about the data that you put out there, right? Because internet tools are not always the solution. Like, you know, a lot of people purchase like a lot of, what is it, uh, LifeLock, right? Uh, stuff like that. Like, there's these different services that help with your identity, uh, with your data protection and stuff like that. And I just feel like it's a, a lot of it is kind of like insurance in America, right? Do we really need all these insurance policies uh, in a way? But when there's products like Andy, 
you create intent you create a user experience that's completely more natural to someone who's trying to look for information it feels like i'm asking the librarian what book do you have in this library that talks about jesus christ and then you know what mm -hmm. they're gonna say there's plenty of holy bibles all the way over here and there's different translation you pick it <laughs> and that's exactly what i was looking for instead of yeah. like a librarian that tells you, well you need to sign up and you need to pay five dollar fee <laughs> and you need to uh make sure you put the book back and um yeah make sure you stay quiet while you're reading the mm. bible right no man hallelujah here because people are trying to read as well right <laughs> so so it doesn't feel like that it doesn't feel like there's so many obstacles to try to get a result. Now, I know something you guys are trying to improve is like the news and the images and the videos. Because I noticed with some results, I don't even get videos, right? I, I see images, I see news, and I see all search results. Right? And then Google gives me like everything that I don't care about or some things that I care mm -hmm. about. But there are some things. So like if I do like, um, let's say, uh, visual effects for Black Adam right or something like that right i hope it'll give me the video tab see it does so all search results images and videos so that's super nice so it doesn't distract you from like hey all the this search result is gonna give you uh text-based results images and videos while with the other one it just gave me oh oh what a I got to go up twice. It just gave me news and images because it is a news headline, right? He just mm. passed away. So I do like that. I like how it's like, okay, your query is based on an event that just recently happened and it's breaking news. So I'm going to give you a news little tab. Check it out. Images. See who this guy is, right? Do I want to watch a video? No, I think because Andy knows that we know the cool stuff the Green Ranger has done. But <laughs> but I like it. I like that. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head, too, that like we're trying to show you the most relevant info for your search query. And so sometimes, like even with images, we try to show the most relevant high-quality images not just mm -hmm. show you a thousand pictures, okay. you know? Okay, I see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that you're picking mm -hmm. up on this stuff. And though. you actually like, can, it's... there's a full screen mode, guys, and it's not necessarily yeah. like it blows it out, but it, what it does is it darkens out the light box. So it's kind of like a lights out mode. That's what, mm. it, that's what it is. It's usually what YouTube would call it. Uh, there's like these YouTube plugins that I've used. Uh, growing up and before theater mode was a thing and you would do like the lights out so like darken out the ui and i was just the video is what's in focus so yeah i like this yeah, yeah. that's i don't really do the news and the images and the videos because i'm always looking for developer related things right and sometimes and a search result does give me some videos let me ask you this though jb for doing like programming queries do you find that the new, because uh, we've added code snippets into the search results recently. Yeah. Have you been finding that those are useful? Yeah, like the when you said to do the feedback one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do like those. 
Now, because it, it, it feels natural, right? Like I'm a Notion user, so I like the slash commands. I've used Slack. Uh, we have Discord, right? So it feels very natural. A programmer is always doing some type of slash command now um, because of the tools that we use. So, yeah, I, I, I do like that. Um, I'm not sure if you're trying to probe something else, a feature, are you? Like, are you trying to enhance the slash commands within Andy? Definitely building out a more on commands, I think, okay. is in the roadmap. Now, what yeah. would that idea look like? You don't have to tell us, right? But we could be the exclusive platform right here, right now to know. Um, what's the ultimate goal with what you just asked me? Like, what have you found would help people with slash commands in a search engine because I've never seen that before, right? I've never seen that. I mean, I've probably seen that from the bar at the top on a browser when you're trying to do mm -hmm. command. I'm using Arc browser by the browser company um, on Mac, and I really like so, like how they use slash commands to like get to tabs or like different things that are. And if it realizes that it's open, it just send me there. So, are you gonna use it in a similar thing like? Could the slash command have a little history search to appear? Oh, <laughs> I like where this is headed. I mean, you know, we're really building this thing in midair. So okay. it's like conversations like this really do impact the product. And um, we have some ideas. We're still working it out. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing that we're actually focused on right now is a new uh, release to our Q&A model. Mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that because that's what we're really pumped up about right mm. now yeah i did see a little thing here it says uh, go facebook or go us go go us go what are you gonna give me oh yeah oh so you can type go um and then followed by any term to actually search vertical searches or just go directly to a site go so twitter took me to mobile.twitter what's going on here <laughs> that might be a bug but, but um it's cool you, it took me to twitter <laughs> yeah right. or like go amazon white shoes for example um go amazon white shoes i don't know why i would want white shoes but hey that okay all right i did not know that feature existed <laughs> can i do go my wife's next uh birthday present go my wife's next birthday good thing i'm not screen sharing because it could be something very inappropriate <laughs> my wife's next birthday present all right that that's a super interesting idea etsy.com wow it took me to wife birthday gifts on etsy it did a search result on etsy on my behalf this is amazing. This is so hype train right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I actually didn't know how Andy would handle a search query like that. So I wish I was screen sharing this. Uh, Riverside is not that great for screen sharing, but but I will make a video, a dedicated video, just talking about this, and I'll just like put this on the on the on the video, right? Like uh, as a um, what's it? Uh, b-roll while we're talking yeah. in a second yeah i did guys if you're watching this go on andy search do the search query go is your primary word you're telling it to do something 
um, and search the interwebs and give me a result. So I put go my wife's next birthday present. It opened up a new tab to Etsy.com and it literally on the uh, address bar. And if you look at the search bar of Etsy, it says wife birthday gifts. So it literally did everything else that I needed to do. So this is cool. Okay. Um, so one other thing, JB, you can use it to search your email or your notion docs. So like whoa. go notion to do list. Well, I don't know if I sound signed in, but we'll see. Okay. Go notion to do list. It looks like I'm not signed in, but I'm signed into an email. Okay. So what would be something I would so go like G uh, Go Gmail Angela. I mean, we have, we've emailed back and forth, haven't we? I might not have or, that email there, but I could probably do go Gmail Hopper. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is dope. I did not know this. I'm blushing. Yeah, me too. I mean, this is just so ex exciting to see a user super excited about Andy. But like, this is the thing is that what one of the things wow. that we're excited about. Is I would like, never, I would never go back to Gmail and just type gmail.com, go into the search bar. And now I can do it straight from my search engine. This is sick. Now, can I make my wife buy me a PS5 through here? <laughs> <laughs> Add that on the product roadmap. <laughs> right. How to make Andy more persuasive. Right. <laughs> it already is with the features this have right now. <laughs> so you were going to say something, right? Uh, sorry. Like you were excited about just seeing a user, uh, really excited about features. And... Yeah. And one of the things that this Go feature taps into is like the ability for your search engine to perform actions on your behalf, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Basically, Andy's cutting the time of you, just like you explained, walking through, oh, I have to go to Gmail, then I have to search yeah. on Gmail. This cuts part of that step. And so we think that like AI in the future is going to help automate a lot of those like little tasks mm. that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and this is like the earliest, earliest version of that. Can, so. it, can it tweet for me? Can it, can it tweet? Maybe something so, in the future. So, <laughs> we can try. We don't know what Andy does. You guys are just programming it. And Andy's probably doing all this stuff by himself. <laughs> um, so what would I do? Like go Twitter. Draft tweet. tweet. Okay. 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 Draft, because, uh, uh, draft tweet Elon Musk. Because that's relevant right now. Yeah. Okay. So didn't do what I expected to do, but it searched Twitter. So it's searching Twitter. So let me do another one. So uh, go Twitter um, JavaScript libraries. So it pushes out to Twitter. Now it says mobile.twitter.com. So guys, we just found a bug. Thank you guys for being a part of this. We'll put it on the Discord. Um, but it does search on Twitter. So, in essence, Andy is a search engine that also does searching for you when you command it. 
Mm. So what was the idea behind the word go, right? So this, this kind of ties into kind of like that assistive technology realm, right? Because you have Siri, which sucks. Um, and you have Google Assistant, which is probably the best one out there, right? We had Samsung Bing for a while, which still sucks. And um, you have Alexa, which is pretty good. You know, can't, can't complain about Alexa. I would say it's a good competitor against Google. Uh, hey, Google. or Okay, don't put it too loud. I just activated a whole bunch of Google stuff. <laughs> Even Alexa, because I said it too. Oh, snap. I did it again. Um, but um, what is like, because you have Go, right? So is mm. it Go like just something that in in our minds right you're you're say because technically right where it cuts out the whole middleman phrase of like hey google go to make sure you put headphones on because i'm about to um but like hey google go to like twitter.com right instead we're saying mm -hmm. go to twitter and search for this or go to twitter and it just goes to twitter right so was that part of something you guys thought about of how we were interact and not make it feel like uh, just something out of the box that we're used to. Like, I feel like it is a obstacle, right? Because not everybody can say, hey, Google very efficiently, right? Mm. Um, or not everybody can say Alexa, right? Depending on your language barrier, right? Like, but by saying go, it's like saying no, right? These are universal words. Uh, that are very easy to pronounce so do you guys are gonna probably incorporate that at some point when we do like um when when we do like well i guess it's already incorporated right? because the phone's already oh this is my baby girl um Aww. the the phone already has the detect the dictate text to speech right so when we say go um gmail and search for hopper right it automatically it's like okay i write it out and then boom and then andy would just give me what i need instead of saying hey andy go to gmail hopper but some people may not even know how to say andy right that's a really interesting point yeah i uh one of the things that i'm really excited about is adding in that voice component because you heard I it here folks you heard it here once again yes <laughs> i freaking can't wait to add in a uh, voice search because i think that you know especially since andy is so conversational mm -hmm. people are better at speaking out long-form queries than typing out long-form queries especially on mobile mm -hmm. and so and i'm sure that you'll have noticed this throughout using the product like the longer your question actually the better andy can do in terms of providing you a really good deep answer and then also subsequently really good results to go with it. Yeah. And so that's why we're excited about adding in this voice component because it's like, okay, if you can talk to Andy, you'll be able to get, you know, 10 times better results. Mm -hmm. um, and to that point, the, you know, the, the idea for the go command, you know, it's an action verb. So it's like telling it's Andy, universal. it's, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's universal. 
and because you could tell somebody like that doesn't know English or like they say Spanish, and you say go go, and like they, that's that's all that's how they react, right? It's like where well where, one thing. Where voy? Where am I going? <laughs> so Joshua, uh, if you're a fluent Spanish speaker, have you ever tried doing some um, Spanish queries in? No, but uh, lo voy a hacer ahora. I'm gonna do it. And Andy. Now. So, so do, okay. Como Ask it anything in Spanish. Se yeah. hace penil puertorriqueño. Okay, penil boricua. It's easier. Se hace penil Oh my goodness. It even gave me a video. Okay. All right. And then it even, yeah, it gave, it gave me a video. It gave me a video at the top, gave me some search results, more videos. And this is all from the search results um, tab here. Wow, that's pretty good. Now, how many languages are at the back can you speak to Andy with? Andy understands any any language. And the that only was something that we were talking about, the language model, right? Uh, earlier, right? Exactly. And the only thing that needs um, to be updated with that is just the front end because the front end is only in English mm -hmm. and we're still very U.S. centric at the at the moment. But like, mm -hmm. you know, um, our second largest uh, country of, of usage is France. So, mm. you know, people are asking it questions in French. I thought it uh, would be Australia because of jet. <laughs> yeah. Australia is in the top 10. Australia okay. definitely is in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome um yeah and it's so interesting because like boricua is something that us puerto ricans we identify because borinquen which is uh the name of the island or borinqueño which is the person right that's actually mm. how you would call a puerto rican not puerto rican puerto rican is english um mm. but we would say i'm a borinqueño so because i'm from borinquen uh, which is puerto mm. rico so um so, which is interesting is that Andy realize, recognizes that, okay, Boricua is, um, you know, I'm going to serve things that are also Puerto Rican. And I'm noticing some things have Puerto Riqueño, Penil Asado Puerto Riqueño. That's in the title. But I guess the URL also says Boricua. And I know not a lot of people know what a Boricua is until you explain it to them. But they'll be like, but aren't you Puerto Rican? I was like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's just this is our native uh, tongue. Like, that's our native name, right, from before we translate it. So it's super nice, yeah, to actually see that. Um, like, for example, this one is 196 flavors. It's a search result. And it says penil asado. I didn't even put penil asado. I just said penil boricua. And it gave me a whole English search result here that i was looking for so that's mm. super nice yeah so it contextually understands like the the um the dialect that i just threw at it <laughs> so without accents or anything like i i usually write spanish without all the accents and it understands it's super nice with google it'll tell you it'll try to auto complete it and tell you hey this is how you write it to get the best result mmm but Andy didn't and that's do not that what you me. want. Yeah, no, sometimes I don't. I just I just want the result. And I, if it's a if it's truly AI driven, then it would you know compensate for that, right? 
and this is truly AI driven. So it compensated for my lack of Spanish grammar. Mm. And again, I love that. Like, yeah. Oh, nice. And you might notice that Andy also spell corrects. Like it will automatically spell correct when you're typing sometimes, uh, which is really helpful for me because yeah, I, I spell do, things I wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I started noticing it's Andy's telling me to search Google Drive, go Google Drive plans. Now, remember earlier, it's like, where can we put the up arrow, right? Maybe we could put it there because it did tell me, hey, try for slash bug, right? Or try for slash mm. feedback. So maybe if we put it there also in the, com in the guide, right? But also if we put it there, hey, just hit up arrow so you can go to your previous uh, search query. I, yeah, one of the places I was thinking that we can put like more command guides is in the little um, lightning bolt. So okay. when you go into Andy, you'll see mm -hmm. that on the search bar, there's the search on one side, but then there's the yes. lightning bolt on the other. Yes. And, and I that feature is not it. built out. Oh. You can't click on it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Let's uh, right click inspect people and see what the name of this is. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm just hyping myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I always wondered what the Thunderbolt was. I was like, is that something that's coming? Because the Thunderbolt I can uh I can associate it to like slash commands. It's like very unique special commands that you would give something. Okay, that's helpful UX feedback like power, that, that you power can commands. rock that. Like yeah, yeah. Like power user commands. Yeah. I, I think okay. it's because I've seen it in a product before. I don't remember where, but like the lightning is associated to a power user. Right. That's the, that was kind of our thought process too. Mm -hmm. Cool. Man, this is so exciting. We need another <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. We need another episode. Hey, uh, seriously, after we release this next update, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. So I would love to cool. come back on in, in the next uh, yeah. couple well, weeks you just or in, months. You just invited yourself to another episode. More than gladly. <laughs> Guys, hit the like button, share, retweet, repost, because we do want her back. This is some awesome. And maybe, and hopefully, I'm going to set it up for for screen you know what we might even do a live episode i think that should be how we should set it up let's do it let's go when is this next update coming 2023 uh hopefully end of 2022 but we okay. could say beginning of 2023 that might be a fun time to kick off okay. a live episode so yeah that could give us time to promote do a little bit of marketing mm -hmm. um throw a couple of dollars to google just kidding um <laughs> um yeah, I think that should that should work out. Yeah, we could do that. Ah, oh. Joshua, I'm so sorry. You're back. I'm disconnected. No, it's all right. Hopefully, I didn't like destroy your bandwidth. No, all good. I think uh, sometimes the internet can be a little patchy here. So, okay, all right. Yeah. So, um, and I did tell you this could happen right before the recording. So, um. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about some admin logistics stuff afterwards uh, in regards to that. So that way we make sure we get all the awesome information. But good thing it was in between a pause. So we're at the top of the hour and we've talked a lot. You've seen a lot of my reaction. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we can definitely set up a time. Just reiterating a little bit from the previous segment here, uh, section, uh, and we could do like a screen share and just show those uh, features and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Um, and then you get more live reactions as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's super super cool. I'm glad that I got to even learn some things on this uh, podcast episode. So if you're if you guys are listening, right, you're not watching the video uh, and looking at my reaction, even if you're watching the YouTube, the podcast video, you're not going to see the stuff that I put out there. Um, but but you can experience it yourself and you can go to andysearch.com. That's Andy with an I search.com. You're going to see this little cute robot um, and his name is Andy. So he's going to give you um, a lot of search results and also even search for your wife's birthday present, which is super awesome. <laughs> um, I still can't believe it did that. That was that was great. And I didn't even tell it to go to Etsy. It just went to Etsy. Mm. It assumed I wanted to go to Etsy. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um. I'm just glad it didn't take me to Target though, because it's my wife's favorite store. So. <laughs> <laughs> Target, Etsy, it's a toss up for me. I love them both. So. They're both rabbit holes in their own in their own right, right? But absolutely. Yeah. So, is there anything that you like the people to know, Angela, like in regards to Andy? Like, what are we to expect? Um, what are some of the long, long-term mission that you got you and Jed have for Andy? Um, I mean, you guys are doing such a great job that I feel like someday you could get acquired, right? But I wouldn't want this product to get acquired. I want this product to be a competitor, right, and change the dynamic and the spectrum of the of the web. Like, this is a really awesome product. So have you guys thought about those things, right, as you move along and progress as your platforms start building? Oh. Thank you so much for asking that question because I think it's important and also really appreciate the fact that you say, you know, you don't want us to get acquired. We don't want to get acquired. We don't want to sell out. Um, it's really important for us to stick to the value of being an ad-free, privacy-focused platform. And we think that if we sell out to a company like Google or something, that just kind of kills that dream entirely. So um, yeah, we want to take this thing all the way, you know, fight the good fight and try to disrupt search. And that's kind of, that's what we're about. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's exciting, but. Yeah, I, this is really exciting. Um, it, it's just this is what a good ethical UI UX experience should be uh, when it comes to like search results. Um, it because you're not like I said earlier, you're not you're not you're not the search result. Like you're not the product right, to the search result. The product is the search result that you uh. that you're that you're getting back. So that's a it really changes that. I don't think I've ever seen anything else like it um, in the market. And I think that's what makes it unique. I mean, you could probably do something similar with like SDKs like Algolia and all and hype 
and hawk search and stuff like that right but they're so specific to like putting them onto like e-commerce websites and documentation right so it kind of falls out right that that spectrum um but i really like this i really like where andy's going and i'm going to continue praying that you guys have great success with this because it's been life-changing as a developer uh, to use something like this I mean, that is like music to my ears. There's literally nothing that nothing better to hear. And, you know, your feedback, your love of the product is what gets us up in the morning and, you know, keeps us motivated to to try to build Andy. So really from the bottom of my heart, it means a lot. Yeah, well, well from the bottom of my heart, I received the love. And I, I hope that I, I continue to be a faithful, non-skeptic user. <laughs> But, you know, it's always good to be a skeptic at times because there's so many things in this industry that's trying to solve so many problems. And we, I think we've all been traumatized with the aspect of, like, here's a new tool, give it a shot, and then another tool pops up and it solves another problem that this tool that you were testing out or trying out was giving you a problem with. And that's just the, the nature, I guess, of, of the beast right as they say mm-hmm. um but it's nice it's always nice I, i'm very passionate about supporting people um when there's something good like this um so yeah this is really awesome and and to be honest like it feels like like flow club i never thought we're flow clubbers right for those that don't know we no we're not clubbing we're we're co-working space buddies uh in this platform called flow club shameless plug and basically, um, what it is is um, you have video feeds and and you do like a stand up at the beginning and a stand up at the end, and then you have breaks if it's longer sessions. But there's a sense of community. Like the product solves a community issue within virtual co working because uh. I feel like for virtual co working stuff, anybody could do right. But I feel like Flow Club does it right because they have intentionally built a product that allows you to build a community around it and you love on each other and you hold each other accountable. And that's why I'm willing to pay the money that is worth. So what I'm saying is if Andy ever has an Andy Plus, I'd be willing to pay for Andy Plus to get access to early features, right? Mm. Um could be a buck, could be five bucks, whatever it is, or eight dollars like Twitter, right? Um, but I think it's worth if it ever ends up being there, right? Where you guys need to like maybe fund some of those features to get developed quicker and you guys gotta yeah. put a paywall behind it. I'm more than supportive on that because there's nothing unethical about what Andy's doing here. Mm. I mean that's super helpful feedback. Like business plan is planning to do subscriptions in the future. So it's awesome to hear that from a user. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to get to the passing of the bread segment and the passing of the bread segment is something you could share. It could be a shameless plug. It can be, um, which this episode has been a shameless plug, right? Uh, <laughs> and, um, it could be something you've been reading. It could be a movie you watch, you know, something, or some encouragement or some resources that you would like to give people to learn more about how Andy works. Like if you want to send them over to like 
machine learning, generative AI, right? And how other technologies work so that they understand like what Andy is trying to do for them, right? Kind of like the um, old people manual type of journey there, right? So you can do anything with this segment. Um, so is there anything you'd like to share with well, the audience? Yeah, I would uh, love to plug one of the things we've already been plugging, but that's Andy's Discord community. I mean, I think that, you know, the folks that listen to your podcast are probably the exact type of folks that we would want giving us feedback in our Discord. Um, and it's just uh, discord.gg slash Andy. Um, so definitely would love people to join us there. And in terms of... Um, in terms of getting to know AI better, generative AI, there's a, a newsletter that I recently signed up for that I've been really liking called Ben's Bits. And Sounds it's about cool. cool. Yeah, it's about cool uh, things that are happening in the happening in the generative AI space. So hmm. I would definitely recommend people check that out, too. Cool. Awesome. Well, I will get those resources from you and I'll put them in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be in the video description. My shameless plug is going to be andysearch.com. Again, that is Andy with an <laughs> I, search.com. I sound like one of those like 30 second commercials, right? That says it's 19.99 with this uh, shipping handling. And then to tell you lifealert.com, that is lifealert.com. <laughs> so that's what it sounds like. But yeah, go check it out, guys. I've been using it, I think, since August, I believe. Like when I said I was going to do 30 days. I think it was like the end of August and then September rolled along. Um, yeah, so that it's it's coming up to December, guys. It's definitely worth it. Uh, so definitely check it out. Thank you so much, Angela, for joining us and having this conversation um, it's really awesome to hear what God is doing in your uh, journey. And I know we talked a little bit about that uh, before this, uh, but definitely excited for a part two to this and to talk about that update that's coming along, which I'm excited about because I don't know what's coming. <laughs> so you've been really good at not disclosing that. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> but if anyone is uh, interested in getting connected with uh, Angela, I'm sure she'll provide those links as well. Uh, but the place you could really find her again is that Discord community. I think that's the best place to be um, because if you already have Discord and you're part of the Code Fellowship community, which is actually not in beta anymore, um, you guys can click the link down in the show notes and you'll be able to join a Christ-centered developer community. And if you're a non-believer, you're more than welcome as well. So Angela, I would love for you to join and we could probably build a new segment or section there specifically for generative AI. And, um, you know, we could have some resources there that you could share with the community as well. Uh, other than that, that has been an episode of Code Fellowship where purpose meets function. Uh, because we clearly saw that in this episode and plenty others before us. Um, you can find us on Spotify, on YouTube, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the social medias and podcast platforms. And I'll see you guys around. Take care and God bless. <laughs>